But you know what else? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Look, I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. And you less of a man than me, so as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit, pow. So be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Cause I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Partner. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the world. We're doing hood classics. We are jumping into the movie Juice. As always, I got my man Shahid. What's going on, Shahid? What's going on, Hyper? I'm enjoying this. I heard people actually been enjoying our hood classics things. I'm, I'm surprised. I guess you know, demand exceeded our expectations. We're like <laughs> Disney Plus. It's funny because I was to have the conversation with somebody. They were like, "I think you hit on to something." I say, "Yeah, I hit on to something, but it's not." nothing that I, you know, I've seen in other places he said well I guess it's just like the way y'all do and I said yeah I guess you're right I said I don't know I said we just gonna keep the ball moving keep it rolling because we should be I watching. think it's because yeah I think it's because it's a demographic where people plenty of one every jackass has a podcast and there's plenty of movie podcasts but they tend to talk about the same movies they talk about the big stuff, the popular stuff, or when they talk about old stuff, it's always like the old stuff everybody talk about. Yeah. They don't talk about stuff like this. Yeah, and they seem to just talk about what's on the surface of what they see. They don't usually try to go in too deep about the movies. It's just like, oh, you know, yeah, that happens. Or they, la- or they, la- or they laugh at it. They don't treat it like, you know, like when we... Who would have guessed we spent like an hour and a half or two hours breaking out like state property? Who does that? Apparently we did because, uh, yeah, yeah that became a, these, <laughs> this is becoming a thing. And the more we do, the more requests of movies I seem to somewhat get. It started off really slow. Now it's just like, because I'm going to be honest with you. Before we start, I got how to be the player. And I was like, I've never watched that. <laughs> I didn't consider that a hood classic. That's why I was just like, "What?" It's also a lot of. Mo- Here's the thing: it's a lot of movies that either you haven't seen, that I haven't seen, that people who listen to us have seen and want to watch. And it's not just for us, so that's why we always do the listener request thing. Because some of these movies, like hell no, like I wouldn't even think about ever doing it. But we aren't selfish, and. It's funny where it's somewhere it's like I'm not a fan of as much as I feel like Juice, the one we're doing. I'll be honest, I'm not really a fan of Juice. I've seen it a lot of times. I know why people picked it. It was always just like, all right. Like, I was just always like kind of indifferent watching it. But I paid attention watching this time because, you know, I knew it was going to come up. And boy, <laughs> this movie is plays different when you really look at it. So that's why I'm actually glad. That's why I'm glad we're doing stuff like this because it makes you evaluate movies that you didn't evaluate a certain thing. Like, you know, one, the whole state property, New Jack City thing. We compared the two drug dealers. No one ever thought about that before we talked about it. No. And then we did. I didn't. Yeah. And now, like, Juice is kind of like, you know, this is the first time I actually watched it. And I'm like actively watching it. Before I watched it, something be in the background. Like, I knew the the basics and the beats but it was some details that i didn't either i didn't pay attention forgot i have questions 
And let's get the okay. We'll just get the main one out the way before we get in the movie. How old is how old is Q? I think he is supposed to be seventeen or sixteen. I think all of them are supposed to be around seventeen or sixteen. They're all high school age. Yes. Around the same age. Yes. Okay. I was hoping he'd be they like high school seniors he's eighteen. Cause if he's sixteen or seventeen, this movie got a this movie got a problem. I'ma push I I'll push it to seventeen. I don't think he's supposed to be eighteen, but I'm definitely know they're supposed to be seniors. This movie got a problem. It absolutely does. It has a problem. And we'll just leave it at that. And I never paid attention because I knew he had a girlfriend. I just forgot what she did. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But when we get to that point, you'll know why I'm talking about what we're talking about. And, you know, like I said, this movie came out and this is the part you do, but I'll do it here. January 17, 1992, budget $5 million, made $20 million. It was the director, directorial debut of Ernest Dickinson. He's a cinematographer known. He used to work with Spike Lee and a writer. He's also done like TV episodes. And he has also, they like even now, like last year, like he did an episode of The Purge, The House of Cards, Man in the High Castle. He's he done Walking yeah, he's done Walking Dead. That's like he's done stuff. And he's always done stuff. And, you know, he was a cinematographer on like Law and Order, the original Law and Order. He's done stuff for the wire. Like he's always done things and he did a lot of stuff with Spike Lee and this was their directorial debut. He's also did Surviving the Game, which we might do. (laughs) Yeah. I I forgot all about that. He was the director of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and he did DMX's last movie, Never Die Alone. Oh, damn. Which I, which I have never seen. I've heard of. And I've never seen that. I've never even heard of it. But he's, you know, and this is also the debut of Tupac. Tupac? Awesome. And it's funny when you, when they do the, tri- when they do the credits, his name coming either third or, third or fourth. Right? Yeah. Like, it's funny, like, this is Tupac's on the up and coming. Like he's not a big time, you know. This is ninety one, so this is not like he's he's up and coming rapping. He's known, but he ain't like I'm Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, he ain't Tupac that we knew. You know, he ain't like I'm ghetto legend. I'm like I'm the man, Tupac. It's like I'm on the up and coming thing. And one thing you realize, like, it's a shame that he passed away because the man was extremely talented. Oh yeah, very like very talented, like. I don't think it's anybody like his age range blacks that was as that's Italian as him since him American. No, Daniel, I would agree. With no, that. I would agree with yeah. that. For if you open it up, Daniel Kalu is the closest, like acting wise, mm-hmm. and he might like easy like like it's him because he's extremely talented too. He's at like he's around that same age. But no, like everybody else that's super talented like this are older. Like you didn't have somebody like them because like he's believable. Like and it's not like I'm limit like Tupac is not limited in range. He is he's believed like he's menacing in this movie, like extremely menacing and believable and like in a nihilistic way. And it's kind of like you know. Are imitating life like imitating art and he's not the star of the movie but it's this movie 
Yeah, I would agree with that. It's pretty much Omar Epps. Yeah, Omar Epps is the star. Yeah, he's a star. In this from his perspective, but it's like the movie doesn't work without Tupac. But it's both of them together. Because like, how do you feel about Omar Epps? I always he's not he's good. I mean, he's good in certain roles. Like I enjoyed him in this uh, Into Deep. Um, I only watched a couple of episodes of the TV show. Um, uh, uh, with the doctor, house, yeah, house. I only saw it a couple of times, <clears throat> but he's yeah, good. It was our show. It's, yeah, it's funny because he comes from that same range, like you know, that class is like him, Makai Pfeiffer, Tay Diggs, Morris Chestnut, and it's just like, you still there? Yeah, yeah, we just had like this whole class, like these young black actors, you know, mm-hmm. um. And it's like even like Lorenz Tate, and it's kind of like it's funny. Like, but then early from like ninety, I want to say from like ninety, like ninety five, ninety six, we had to be like all these young black actors that's just been carrying it all this time. Because like you know Terrence Howards and all of those, and it's twenty nineteen, and most of them still around. Yeah, almost all all those all, all they might be like, all of them still around. Either like yeah. doing TV and movie, and it's just funny thinking about. Which one did the best? And depending on some of the movies you watch, it's like depending on the era. Because like at sometimes it was, I would say, Morris Chestnut was the most consistent. Terrence Howard had the highest highs. Um, I think Tate Diggs was the most overrated. <laughs> oh, that's Cam, Cam can't stand Tate Diggs, and I never paid attention to Tate Diggs. Till he said something like, "Yeah, I can see that." In there, it's like Omar Epps is just like. He's in a lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff, but he never comes up name wise. Like you know who Omar Epps is, but you don't really like pay attention to Omar Epps. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think because after this, I think the movie that that was sticking in my head is Higher Learning, and that's just because of what the movie, you know, what that movie was and his role in the movie. But other than that, as far as movies, those these two movies are the ones that stick with me. When it comes to Omar Epps. Yeah. I mean, or it's like, oh, he took Wesley Snipes' spot in Major League. Yeah. See, I try not to think about that because I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. No, like he was in the wild squad. He was in the wood and too deep. Loving basketball. Yeah. So a lot of people will pick that when they pick loving basketball. It's kind of like that. And then yeah. it's just kind of, it's funny where. He's settled. Go ahead. <laughs> he does. Like, I'm looking at his filmography. Like 2004, he was in the outfit that movie with Jude Law. And then he doesn't do anything until 2000, like movie-wise, it's 2004, then 2009, then 2016. Like, he just started doing TV. Because basically, you know what happened in 2004? He's on House. Yep. That's what happened. House was on eight years. That TV money, that TV money, good money. Yeah. So, Remember, that used to be a stigma, too. That used to be, like, a bad (laughs) thing if you were a movie star. Oh, he's doing TV now. Not anymore, but yeah, a lot of like, you know, so so those are two things. And then the other two are like Khalil Kane, who I always thought was gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Never made it. Well he's still I working. never made it. He's still, he's still working. working, but yeah. it's like he just he's like I'm TV. His whole thing is like I'm a TV guy. And the boy you put me on, still. <laughs> I know Jermaine Hopkins, I know he was in the streets like that. Yeah, oh yeah, he was in the streets. Yep. 
<sighs> yeah, and then what was your original title you want to call this episode? That um, roll my eyes every time you said it. <laughs> the uh, what was it? Something about the, <laughs> it was something about Nick Fury. Na- <clears throat> nasty Nick Fury. Yeah, nasty Nick Fury out here chilling. This is so, this is pre uh, pre uh, Captain uh, Captain Marvel. <laughs> pre a lot of stuff, <laughs> and it's funny where Samuel Jackson is so many things you forget the stuff he's in, mm-hmm. and that's. He's always, he's not in this a lot, but he's like you know, he's a he moves the he moves the plot. He's in there enough to move the plot. So what's what's the movie about? Uh, four friends, uh, basically just uh, I don't want to say I mean, yeah, four friends just basically growing up in Harlem. The shit they go through, uh, and which once you start getting into the movie, I'll ask the question, but um. No, I'll ask it now. What the fuck did Bishop Dad do? Was he in jail or was he a guard? I don't know. Because they never, they, they never kind of, they, I don't know. They just, they never kind of like clean that up. Like I was like, I always have that question. Was he in jail? Because they just never say, but we know he pretty much got raped. I think. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's, the it's funny where they have families, but beside cues, they don't really go too in deep. Just enough stuff where it's like you know, because it's fine. Like you know, still we made jokes about his background because basically about what he cooked. But it's like they care enough for him to go to like his mom was there. So he had to go to school. he had the stable life. He had out of all of them, he had the stable home life. Well. Q had a stable life. Yeah, but it was it was still that whole thing how they used to try to paint single mothers. Yeah, but it's like you know, so and <clears throat> you know how Raheem, we saw the sister. Did we see his parents? We saw his mom. Well, I think mom. he died. So yeah. No, you saw <laughs> so you, you, you know, you saw her at the beginning too because remember they were arguing. She said, "What's going on out here?" So yeah, because they fighting over the bathroom, and I fought over the bathroom with Sylvan and Sue, so I know how that feels. <laughs> so, and it's funny, like it's another question I have: Do you believe them all being friends? Yes, yes, and it's only when I was sitting with my wife and we were watching it, and she and she just said something that kind of hit me when um uh once they had got into the beef in the early in the movie and still came around the corner and they were all joking with him. She was just like, you know something? She said, only friends do stuff like that. And I just was th- thought about it for a minute and I was like, yeah, because you always have that moment where one friend always get joked on. Or are they always clowning and stuff or whatever. So I do believe they were all friends. Yeah. I mean, because like you can be friends with different people <clears throat> and you know, still be friends because they they seem like they got along and had different interests but the biggest thing is kind of like Q seemed like he was on one path and everybody else seemed they were on another path yes he seemed like he That's the, he had goals yes Q had goals and the rest of them was trying to get through kind of like because you know Raheem he out there slinging, in the, slinging that D in the streets <laughs> <laughs> and these women did not have time for that um, still just like he was just trying to like just play get good enough in Street Fighter 
no, no. Steel, I'm going to be honest with you. Steel just wanted to fit in. And he did everything to do what he just mm-hmm. fit in with them. And the thing with Bishop was he wanted respect. And respect became nihilism. That was basically his whole thing. It's like he, that was his biggest thing. It seemed like he just wanted respect because, like, everybody keep messing with him. He's trying to get messed with. And he's pushing a plot of thing. My third question before we really delve in the movie is it's a hard, I, and you brought it up. It's hard to believe Raheem is the leader of that crew. <laughs> that because, leadership seems tenuous at best. Because I don't, it's how, okay, the problem with the whole movie is this Radamaz doesn't have beef with them, he has beef with Bishop. How did because that because Raheem came over there and stopped the whole you know chill chill he was just joking he better be joking they won't beefing with them they just didn't like Bishop that's why I never understood the whole thing of Bishop saying man we ain't shit people sweat us on the streets and you'll give no they sweat you yes and it's always and he's and everyone's getting dragged into that like they got to defend him they got to defend him from Rodimus because he's doing this stuff. They don't got nothing to be like, you know, Cube just trying to do his DJ stuff. Yeah. And his his and his girl his I ain't say girl, his woman, like, you know, they ain't Bishop keep doing that. Like Bishop wants this whole respect, so they gotta do all that fight, you know, my man getting a fight, so we all get in the fight stuff. Which like, yeah, Lois is a thing. That's the trouble. Like Bishop is pushing that. He's a troublemaker. And pushing him down roads, you know, the whole thing, like the whole part of the movie is led because Bishop wants respect. Rest of them ain't got nothing to do with all that. He they get dragged in that down that path to their disasters. Now, does that respect come because of whatever happened to his father? Because it's almost somewhat like had, had to be. Because he kind of look kind of looking down on him, and it just aggravated him more. He can look down. His whole thing is, you know, in a lot of things that young black men at that age in that environment is like, you get looked down by a lot of people, and your whole thing is like lashing. That's why rap, a lot of rap music came from the time frame was angry. It was like. We tired of y'all picking on us, and by y'all means the world. If because it feels like a lot of times, even now, feel like that, like the world's picking on you, and you get to the point where it's like when you're older, eventually, you know, you accept it's like you know it is what it is. I don't fight those battles anymore. But sometimes it's like you know what? No, enough. I'm fighting back, especially when you're younger and you feel like you don't have anything to lose. You fighting back, and that was whole Bishop's thing. It's like I'm fighting back every time I go to the store. They messing with me. This gang messing with me. Family life. Obviously, school is not a thing. Cause they always the only person that seen to be got in school still when he get caught. It's like they don't even feel like they really want to go to school. That's fo- nobody's talking about you know getting a scholarship, right? You know, Q at the most is like trying to do something, but his whole thing is focused on like, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna come DJ Clue. <laughs> so, um, other other, no, because I'm, I don't want to go back to that. Just go ahead and just talk. They start talking about the movie. Now, All right, so so they basically just established their whole background when you know you see. <laughs> You see Bishop's life and how you don't see enough, but you see enough is you see enough there to realize there's something off, and it just frames his whole mindset because he's basically like a nihilist, you know. 
Raheem's there with his sister. <clears throat> you know, they're fighting over the bathroom. You know, give me a dollar, I get to use the bathroom. Still got to get woken up to go to school. And Q's there, you know, see like he has like relatively normal life and, and they just interacting. And it's just like four friends cracking jokes. <clears throat> we spend our time not going to school. <laughs> we hanging out, you know, like Steele's apartment was like it's the it's the mom grandma. What, Steel House? Yeah. This is mom. Mom and dad. Yeah, because you never can tell in the hood because sometimes the mom oh, and the Actually, I think that's um Samuel Jackson's wife. The mom. Hmm. Yeah, so they used to spend time there. They're playing time, you know, you know, arcade playing Street Fighter One. <laughs> I've never seen an arcade that had Street Fighter One before. I didn't even know it existed. So I like read online. They you just had like the little punch. The original ones you had like the little punch thing you punch for like, you know, pressure for the punches and kicks. Yeah, that shit ain't lasting a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you have to do on that? And then they change with buttons. It's like, yeah. When you think of Street Fighter, you think of Street Fighter 2 with good reason because Street Fighter 1 is trash. You play that for like nostalgia to see how far we've come. Or they hang out the record place where they're still in records. <laughs> we flirt with we flirt with women that you know had no business talk to to steal records because one of Q's thing is he's a DJ up and coming DJ he's trying to get ready for this big contest because he want to go he tired of being local he wanted to be super local oh but his friends are trash though yes <laughs> you're just local man yo they bust his dreams I'm just like yo fuck these dudes <laughs> yeah friends like that you don't need friends. I was uncalled for. And he's like, tell it. Uh. And when this stuff isn't happening, when they're not playing hooky and stuff like that, Bishop's being messed with Rodimus <laughs> and, his, and his Puerto Rican crew. Now, I wonder. And I, mean, I mean, I know we don't get no real big story. How did this all escalate or start? Because it seems like, like you said, either he's just being picked on or it's a back and forth. It's not like a back and forth, and uh, race best, definitely probably got something to do with it because they definitely make race jokes, and Rodimez makes like some family jokes, and it, I guess it's something else where it's like one of Bishop's thing is like Bishop has a reputation of being crazy, mm-hmm. like crazy, crazy, you know, the point where it's like you know at first that seemed like a real sticking point, and then he just you know embraces it like it's kick ass. Well, I don't. Because Rodimus says it in the beginning, he says, I don't care how crazy you are. So I'm like, okay, this is a thing that's been said or, you know, for a while. But then when Q says it, he freak, you know, he snaps. Like, what? Because it's different because when your friend says it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because it's your friend and it's, you know, it hurts him. So, and they, you know, they beef and anything like that. And at first I was like, what is, I didn't realize, I was, I was wondering, like, what is Rodimus? Like, his race. And then they finally pay attention like it's Puerto Rican because he made some Puerto Rican jokes later on. <clears throat> so basically he getting, you know, harassed there and it's like him. And it's funny where it's Bishop and like Rodham is like six other dudes and Bishop act like he don't care. It's like he getting all up in Rodham's face. And it's like, how tough is this game? Yeah, because you would have thought they would just, you know, beat him down right then and there. Or, or shoot or shoot him. Yeah. Basically, like this is like gang gang stuff. Bishop got shot like five minutes in. 
And but I think they all supposed to be around that seventeen year old age. We saw Boys in the Hood, and we saw Baby. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot different we, on the West Coast, and we see how they and we saw how they roll up, and then we see here it's like you know they punching and shoving people and everything like that, and they go on and you know Bishop trying to hold his own until you see the other crew and they start talking more trash, and then Raheem comes in and he's this peacemaker. You know, he's, he's the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. How? That's that's my. I'm like Raheem got a whole bunch of stroke. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. When when Bishop goes into this, that whole dialogue of we ain't shit, people sweat us on the streets, you y'all act like y'all don't give a fuck. What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody, we good. Like Q just doing his thing still doesn't matter, and everybody respect Raheem. Well, almost everybody. <laughs> no, who don't respect my, his baby mama because Raheem out there on the street talking about you know why he's spending time and she like you know I might have my baby hang around you you unreliable you want to get your act right you want to get your act together you can act right till then I gotta take care of this baby so he's a single dad in school and she's a single mom trying to get her head on straight and then it only comes up again we're trying to find like motivation why he would do the thing he do I guess he felt a certain way special ed take, took his girl and I didn't realize that was special ed until you told me. And then I paid like, yeah, that is him. Well, you know, like I said, he got he got it made. He, <laughs> he on the island and like 70 school. Like special ed was one of the first rappers to just lie about what he had. Talking about he got a treaty with the prime minister of the West Indies. Now, like my wife said, is that special ed or is that a character? In the, a character oh, that's got, I'm hoping that's a character because I don't think that's why special ed coming to Harlem to take this girl that already got a kid. <laughs> Oh, so man. and boy, Bishop rolled into my. I thought that was your girl. Oh, some only a friend could do. Piss you off. Now, nah, friends, you see, you don't joke like that with baby mama stuff. They clearly that's how, that's, how, that's how friends fight. I don't even think he was joking, he was being serious. He was like, Now, what you gonna do? Because <clears throat> this whole thing is the plot of the movie is Bishop's getting pushed by all these points, and he wants to basically, like, you know what. I'm ready to do some other stuff. Let's rob a liquor store. No, not rob. Let's rob a convenience. Let's rob this bodega because oh. this dude quits that owner, keep messing with us all the time. So we are gonna get some money. He ain't gonna do nothing. And his whole thing, it wasn't even about the money. It's about more about respect. And nobody else wanted to do this. Nobody. No, but remember, it got set up before then because when Q went to go get. Um, Raheem some cigarettes, which I don't understand what type of friendship they got. Oh, it's your turn to go in there and get cigarettes. Whatever. But uh, Q go in there and they know somebody from the neighborhood that's robbing the uh, bar. And he asks Q that he want in. Q goes and say, no, I, I'm good. I got this. All right. He just, and he just got out. Yeah. That's the first thing he do. Like, he got home and he doing that. And then they found out in the news that he gets shot. And Bishop Mack, he's like, See, if we'd have been there, we'd have helped them. You wouldn't have got, you know, this when that happened. And she was like, we'd have been there, we all been shot. And they going back and forth. And basically, you know, Bishop's calling Q a punk. Q calling Bishop crazy. And guess who settles it? Raheem. Raheem. Because Raheem gets in his face after they throwing stuff and still getting mad to him. You know, you messed up my mom's coffee tape, my vase. I got to tell my mom about this. I got to tell my mother father about this shit. But look, two questions. The first question is, who the fuck Bishop think they were going to be? The fucking young guns? Going, oh, we're going to shoot our way out of this if we were there. And second of all, what, 
What? Mm. Okay, when he said we used to be like brothers. See, it's like, but y'all didn't, like, from what we're seeing as the viewers, everything is fine. I don't think it is. I think it's, I think things need to be a lot tighter and it's starting to have those cracks and breaks as you get older because people go in there different. Like, we friends, we still kick it, but it's like we know it's not going to last forever because we got our different interests. And the way they talk kind of reinforces that because it's a lot of stuff like, you know, we've been best friends for all this time. You know, we've been tight like this for this. You don't talk about past tense stuff unless it's to reinforce or highlight present stuff. And present day stuff seem like, you know, we tight, but not like how we used to be. Mm-hmm. And then and then fishers are starting to get in because it's kind of like, you know, they watching the movie up top of the world. That's how I want to go out like James Cat. It's like. Bishop all got that thug life thing. I want to go out on a blaze and things like that. And I was like, shut up. And no, who brought him back down to earth? Steel. Some mm-hmm. destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you know, they going and back. And, and he made that piece of steel like, you know, I ain't shit. And I know you're worse than me because you don't even got control of your life. I do. I have more control of your life than you got. And he's like, you ain't got control of none. That's why you're always running from Rodimus. He was the only one to keep the turf straight. Mm-hmm. That's why you always run. Cause, yeah, because the rest of them like even not paying any attention to like going back and forth, and Raheem, you know, dead it again. Because Raheem does that a lot, and I'm trying to figure out like he's the leader. How is it? Is he just a little bit? Is he like a year older, or it's kind of like he doesn't seem like I, I the type? Of, like he don't seem like the type of just inspired his leadership. Like I can see why Q and Steel doing it. But Bishop doing it too, even though he don't want to. He's like Starscream. I'm but he's still all, following it. I'm almost subject to believe. Um, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, when I was younger, where you know you could always be a person that always bring person people together. Like, oh, you know, y'all want to play football? Oh, okay, I can go get this person, this person, that person. And then for some reason, through all that, y'all just start hanging out. And but you were always kind of the glue that kept everybody together. And I think that's what. Raheem was. He was the leader, but he was also the glue. Because take Raheem out, everything falls apart. That makes sense. But the 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 the, the part I got that still is gonna bother me is how does Raheem have beef? But I mean, excuse me, Bishop have beef, but y'all don't have the same beef. Like, if I'm beefing with another crew, you would think it would be crew on crew. It's just crew against this one person. And they never really kind of explain that. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's a lot of stuff we got to kind of like leap, read, read between the lines. And it's like, you know, he part of the gang. He part of the crew. So if he got beef, we all got beef. It shouldn't be that way. It's that way. And we just kind of accept it as that way. So... Yeah. And so basically, the whole thing is we gonna you know Rob Quillis teach him a lesson. Q don't want to do it because he's like you know we don't need that type of beef. We don't, we aren't criminals like that. Is it even worth it? And then he's focused on like the DJ competition. I guess you are gonna have to miss it. That's what Bishop say. Bishop's like fuck mm-hmm. yo, fuck whatever you got going on to try to better yourself. Nah. And Q like no, I guess I'm not gonna be missed. I guess you do it without me. And Raheem is like okay, he's gonna be whole thing. We can use the alibi. So people know where we're at. So we show up there, do our thing, and then go back. No one misses us. 
So it's like, you know, two birds, one stone. But who gave him that news? Who gave uh, uh, Q that news before he came? Fucking Steel. We gonna stick up old man Quillis. What? It was Steel that said it. It did. Ask this motherfucker. Steel ain't scared as you steal. They go Raheem. That bitch did not answer. Yeah. Because he's following the he just following along. Yeah. I mean, we all got that person because like he don't seem like the type. Like if he ain't with them, what the friends he gonna have? So that's established the dynamic. And then another dynamic that's established that I forgot all about. But I didn't pay attention to. No, not even nasty, not even him, you know, Mr. Hoochie Coochie Man Wait, trying did, to get How the fuck did he know about the DJ John? He what? It must be a big thing. So we'll get to him later. Cause mm-hmm. you know, but first she says like, yeah, you know, so I get this girl. She's got this nappy nappy devil out. <laughs> Word, all right. Old ass perp Samuel Jackson been a pervert <laughs> for as long as he's been acting. Cause you know what's funny? He's always looked old. From the yeah. moment we saw him, cause like, you know, he was a grown up. And mm-hmm. he's basically looked the same more or less for a long time. Like he's looked like he looks older now, but he don't look that much older. Yeah, he looked he look older in fucking jungle fever. Not jungle fever, uh you know what I'm talking about. Wanted Gator got shot. Yeah, Jungle Fever. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was Jungle Fever. He looked yeah. old as shit in that. And like he looked real old. Then this time he looked young. And then it's like depending on his hair. Yeah, his hair, true. his his hair, his hair, his beard. They say his age because like he like the old uncle, but not Morgan Freeman old, and not old like how Danny Glover looks. Now, yeah, he okay. looks like you know that old uncle playing spades, not the old uncle that's cooking the pork. Mm-hmm. Not the great uncle, like you know, I was in world, I was in World War Two. Not he was like more like an uncle, like I might have been in Vietnam. Not the I was in World War Two great uncle, granddad. He, de- he definitely the uncle that's gonna let you sip out his cup. Mm-hmm. I'm your uncle. El- I'm your uncle Elroy. <laughs> so, so anyway, another thing I said was like, Q has a woman, grown, not a girl, a woman, a girl. And at first, I'm sinking in because he go to the house. And it's this man that's in here. I forgot this scene. Cause, and now I, I, I must have missed this. I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, who's this man? And she's like, oh, a minute. You know, he's there getting stuff. And he's out on like, Q. What's that short for? Quincy. What, what, what did the old dude say? What did, days, Norway? what did days like Mustafa and Akbar be too hard to spell? What? <laughs> These are the regular names that you want? Okay. And it's like, who is this Republican ass, hating ass black man? <laughs> and he hating hard. And I'm like, how old is this dude? And when I watched this yesterday, that's what hit me. I guess she had a sugar daddy. She had to have a they sugar were, daddy. They were married. That motherfucker like he was at least supposed to be in his mid thirties or, or going in his forties. She like late she's 30s, supposed to be in her. Late. She like okay. she was supposed to be in her early twenties or mid twenties. Okay, so we'll establish that he's, let's say, late 30s, early 40s. And we'll establish with her, she's no older than late 20s because she's a nurse and she's established nurse working long shift, but she ain't like old nurse. So we'll say 27, 26, 20, 26 to 28. He probably anywhere between 37 to 42. Q is what, 17, 18? 17, 18. So I'm trying to figure out the mindset of all these people. Okay, so they probably got together. You know, she was younger. 
she might have been like, who knows, 20, 21. He financially, you know, oh, you're going through nursing school. Smith, I got you, girl. It's like that. This whole mentor thing. They get together. It, it don't work out. And he acting like, oh, well, you know, you come and get your stuff. I, I, I like this. And it's like, this the one you leave me? Like, this the dude? Right? Like that. Say, I, think, I think you just taking this saving the children shit too far. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of like you go from a man at two extremes. From this old man that was like a father figure and a mentor type thing that you probably outgrew because he was probably immature, insecure, to the dude in high school. Who has no job. That has no job. You got a job. You had a career. Yolanda, played by Cindy Heron from En Vogue. My, yes, my, my. that En Vogue. I did not know that was the same. I'm looking at him like, she looked familiar. Mm-mm-mm. And that, and I never paid attention. I'm like, yeah, the one that wasn't Dawn Robinson. And it wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the other one. Yeah. The mainstay. And it's just like, what was her mindset? Where did they meet? I, Where, I where's a grown to me in a high school do that? Somewhere he DJed at. Somewhere he DJed at he that's where she had to like meet him or see him. Cause where would he go? And he definitely won't I don't think he will. Maybe he was I went with to the, the crew. I went I went to the hospital to pick up some condoms and I happened to see it like, yeah, this that whole thing's and we just leaving out the part where it's like, depending on his age, this is kind of statutory rape. Well, yeah. We kinda like we kinda like and I and I never pay time like because the dynamic be a lot different if the sexes are reversed. If she's seventeen and he 26, 27, it play off a lot worse. What's the yeah. difference? Like, what is the difference? I'm, everybody I'm, cool and everybody cool. I'm like, okay, choose parent, choose mom's cool with this. She probably don't even know. She know. You think so? You gonna, he dating a grown ass woman. You yeah. think you keeping it straight? Yes. Because look what's up. No. Wait a minute. This is what I'm saying. He's barely home. Let me tell you something. He gonna cue that. We all got group chats. We all kick with the homies. We bragging about something like this. You think he ain't bra- You think he ain't bragging? And still don't say by act. His homies and still don't say by accident at the dinner table. We're going we gonna to have to, yeah, we're going to see different on this because I just don't think he would say anything to his mom. His mom, you, you may saw, not say, no, I'm not saying he did. I'm saying the mom knows. I didn't say he told the mom. I'm she, saying the okay, mom knows. I'll say she know he dating somebody. I would say she probably don't know how old the woman is. This seems like it's a small neighborhood in Harlem where everybody know everybody. You remember when he got the guns like, oh, you such and such boy. Yeah, that's true. I, so, I mean, I don't know. so if that happened, they out and about, and old boy, ex-husband seemed kind of vindictive. Yeah, we're getting out. I'm sorry. Somebody like somebody got no supplement. I mean, uh, we like, know, we know, we know. Uh, <laughs> Nick Fury, know. But yeah, I'm he, just saying, I, you might be right. You might be right. But it's never like stated in the way the way they opened the movie. It's like. His mother really don't know what's going on with him. She just knows she he she just knows she want him to go to school. Yeah, but it's kind of like it's different where you may not know. Normal case, you may not know the detail. You know they dating, but who are they dating or not dating? But it's kind of like she, he ain't a grown ass woman that got a job as a nurse. 
word gonna come out, and eventually mama gonna find out. Either cause somebody, cause somebody snitches somebody like loose with it. But anyway, that's happened. They established, and I'm still trying to wonder what she's seeing him. Like you know, I just need, I was this old man. I need some young love. So <laughs> that's it. So it's and it's just weird where it's like I never paid. I've watched this movie countless times, and I never paid attention to that plot point. So I watched. I'm like, wow. He would have. So you said something about he got a grown ass woman. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I watched it, and I was like, yes. She is a grown ass woman. Grown. He has nothing. He has nothing. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He has a twenty five dollars. He has to share with four people that they made. I would. However, they made that twenty five dollars. I still don't know. <sighs> well, yeah, that he must have been putting it down in the bedroom. That's yeah, all that's all that I can think of. Oh, she saw. She saw what she thought he could be or think he could be, and it's like, oh, you know. potential. I can mold this young boy. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, whatever. So they, so their whole thing is they're gonna plan. They do run, and you know, it's like we know when the police comes, they have a window. So we come in this window, and and you know, Quillis, he's a coward. So when we got the guns, he ain't gonna do nothing. I mean, the plan's as sound as any young punk plan would be at this mm-hmm. age. So that's done. So they go in there. They got the mask in there. They hold up Quillis. Quillis, oh, you don't know what I mean. I won't do anything. <laughs> and they're so, everything going cool. And for whatever reason, and it wasn't because he made a move or he's going for the gun. Thank Bishop you. just shoots him. Thank you. He made a move. I ain't make no moves. I do it. All right, all right, Wayne, bro. <laughs> like this is he. Like he made a move. I had to get the jump on him, man. Like no, if they knew it was bullshit. They shot him. They all look around, so they run and they are arguing about it. Like why you shoot him? He. I don't know if he looked at him. Anyone even he didn't recognize. I don't know if he talking about. He said you know to recognize the voice and anything like that because he didn't see the eyes. He wasn't looking at him like that. They had masks. He recognized the face. He wasn't going for a gun. He wasn't moving at all. He was stacked. He was stock still. And Bishop just shot him. Mm-hmm. Which I've had arguments with numerous people saying, nah, he was making a move. Stop it. Stop oh, it. he wasn't? He wasn't even sneezing. Yeah, he Stop. made a move when he hit that when he hit the ground to getting shot. That's the I only said, move he made. It would have been different if they had cut away from him and you just saw, you know, the gun go off. But they showed him being still, not doing anything. But if anything, he was shaking. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you uh, pointed that out. That you know, Bishop is there, and they are arguing over it. What's to go on? What they gonna do? And it's like, okay, you know, at this point, they know that our man is crazy. But it's like, yeah, he really feels right. He was like, all right, let me get the gun. You're like, nah, I'm gonna hold the gun. Hold on, let's put a pin in that. Out of everything that we've seen. Now you're gonna you're gonna bow up or try to be like no Raheem no after all this time no because he got a gun yeah I guess the, I, yeah okay I mean you played double dragon there's only one person that had a gun in that game he was the last boss of the game everybody else had hands stop. come on now don't you, stop you, did you play Sarage what yeah. the last boss have a gun anybody else have guns no. I'm still Final mad. fight. 
I'm still mad with you for telling me to open it a dungeon. For some reason, I knew it, but then when you said it, and I was like, damn, they really just punched a girl and just left with a gun yeah, in his hand. and they busy working on their car. <laughs> <laughs> they busy working, changing the spark plugs in their Corvette. She out there, out and about. Minor, I don't know where she at. Going to the club, oh, minding her oh, business. Fuck. And four dudes, one on with a gun, just roll up punch her dead in the stomach and walk away. And then he's like, oh, damn, Marion ain't back yet. We got to go. No, Double Dragon plot hole messed up. Because oh, it's like shit. two brothers fighting over this over this girl. Because you get to the end of the arcade, y'all got to fight each other. Holy shit, you did. Yeah. You got to fight each other. And, and it's like, you got to murder your brother. Like, so what? Damn, Marion, what what relationship Billy and Jimmy got? What is it, Savages? Y'all both dating Marion? Yeah, let's get back to Juice. Let's get back to Juice. Yeah, Damn. uh-huh. We going, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's like we, we need to get the gun away because Bishop is a, you know, he a loose cannon. And Bishop finally, Bishop has power for the first time. This is his thing. Like, you know, people been bullying me my whole life. Nobody gonna bully me more. I got power, so I'm going here. And it's like, let me get the gun back. And they fighting over the gun and struggling. And it ain't no accident either. You know how sometimes you struggle for a gun and somebody gets shot in the stomach by accident. That's how I know it happened. Not this time. Because Bishop, Bishop pulls up, shoots him twice. Clean, too. Pop. Mm-hmm. And they are and they, shook. Still and yeah. Q are shook. Scared as hell. Yeah, because like Raheem was the only person that could kind of like keep him solely in check, and now he murdered him, and now it's like okay, we got to get away because this dude's a madman. He'll shoot us too. So when they ran away, when they then when you know a person said, uh, "Who's out? Who's down there?" and they all ran, mm-hmm. I'm almost sure Steel and Q took off first, and they hit the corner first. How the hell did Bishop know where they cut? When they went into the next, uh, I guess, another building or across the street or whatever. He just knew. You know where your homies run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and he was like, make sure, talking about, you know, they go somewhere else. And it's like, you know, don't tell no, you know, don't tell nobody I killed Raheem. You tell anybody. Basically, I, you dead. I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And they try to wipe, uh, stop crying, uh, all that shit. Fight that shit. Yeah. We in this together. Of no, not yeah. actually. They are now because he's like, yeah, he's gonna use I'm... my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, like at this point, like, yeah, this the friend ain't the friend no more. But we gotta, we don't, we gotta kind of figure out a way to navigate this. And it gets so horrible because they get the funeral and who show up all like I'm here, pay condolences. Now, you probably won't go back and watch this, but when <laughs> when they get to the house after the well, <laughs> when they show them at their mother's house at the funeral eating. When uh, Q get up and uh, talk to her sister, you see Bishop in the background just watching. Like, it's creepy. I never picked up on it till uh, yesterday. He's just watching them from the background. just comes in in the most, the right time to start spitting his bullshit. I'm like, who the fuck is he? A damn ghost agent or something? <coughs> in the back. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, let me get this water. <laughs> All right, Aegis Elba. 
Yeah, she's there. You know, oh. I'm just here. Raheem was such a great friend and such a saying. I hope we, you know, get to the bottom of this. And I'm here if you need me. And just eyeball. And they just looking at like this trash ass Negro. Mm-hmm. And every movie does that where the killer goes to funeral. Like, I'm here if you need me. I'm here to give support and stuff like that. It's one of the first ones I saw. And fucking, so. Fucking five heartbeats. He was like my man mm-hmm. red. And then he showed up. It's like, no, we are, we cool, right? We are, we cool and everything. So, no, Mm -hmm. they are not cool at all. And they get called in eventually because I think they were at the arcade when the cops come. No, they were the uh, DJ. They were the uh, second round. Oh, DJ, that's right. Yes. Oh, let's talk about the whole DJ thing. Queen Latifah. The judge, she's mm-hmm. like the head thing in this, and she laying down because this other dude was like, "Oh, what's wrong?" It was like, you know, you're corny, your beats are corny, your breaks are corny. No one would have chose those songs. He would have chose the whole thing's whack. And he was like, "Fuck!" He was like, "You would have had a chance if you something." She said, "You if know, dick that, she said you have a chance if your dick won't small." And she was talking mm-hmm. to Flex. Goddamn Flex. <laughs> Flex Alexander. I knew he looked familiar. He. I, I I always had to tell people he was a thing. My wife forgot. I said no, he really was a thing. He wasn't yeah, like he, he had a show. Yes, but I tried to try to. She said she does not remember. I said yeah, okay. Yeah, he was a, he was a thing. Flex mm-hmm. all that was. A, I don't know, like that was UPN era. Like he was, he had two shows. He's on Homeboy's MySpace. Yes, and let's not we forget, count on that. He was he was Michael Jackson too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that pre? Was that a lifetime Michael Jackson? That's what it looked like, anyway. So, um, yeah. So you know, so he goes in there. Then they had the first round. He waxes the dude easy. The champion of that. The champion yeah, from the last champ. year. And that that champ must have like they must have had some whack ass part. He's the champ, or it's like he just rests <laughs> on his laurels because he got waxed with the quickness. So. Yeah, second round, they go in there. It's like, is that him? They all arrest him, and then they get interrogated. Ooh. Uh, what did I tell you? What did I tell you about Steel? Steel was ready to tell on everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, held it, he held it together, though, as much as he could, as much as Steel could. Spider Man is always Christmas. I don't know, Quillen. <laughs> yeah. We were in a game. We just hung together. Let me say, yeah, we ain't kill him though. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't kill him though. We ain't say and, we killed him. <laughs> I was like, oh, still, shut up. Mm-hmm. And you know who one of the cops was? I feel the like lawyer I... from the, the lawyer from the practice, Jimmy. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't even know that. As many times I saw that movie, and, uh, movie. And also, he was in um the professional. He was Natalie. He was Natalie Portman's dad. Damn it, man! That old the money got shot. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I missed that. Yeah, he was in. He was in Jungle Fever. He was in a whole bunch of stuff before he was popped up on the practice. So that's why I recognized the face. But no, he's they interrogating him and Bishop all that cracked up. Yeah, I was at the place. I went to, you know, girl and everything like that. You know, we went to the basement. They like do what? Like what you think? Knocking them boots. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Knock them boots. That's what you're doing. All right. And he just all oh, cool as a cucumber. She just try to keep it together. He's not giving too much. Like, he rattled, but not too much. Um, he ain't rattled like steel. Still. <laughs> you know he did it. Go ahead, son. He got this. <laughs> hey, Tommy, Mason, you, we won't give you a lot of time. You won't get that much time. Go ahead. Tell us. Pretty ass cops. <laughs> Wait, said, I ain't do nothing. I said, oh, man, still. So they know. They know they know something, but they don't know what, how much. So, and then Bishop like, you know, if anyone had any thought to kill killers, it's Rodimus. <laughs> now, the only worst thing to do to snitching is fake snitching. Ooh, this man was worse than Takashi. That's what you're saying? Yes. You oh. just throwing his name in there. You putting the cops on the trail. They had, Rodimus had nothing to do with it. Ooh. Yeah, Rodimus, it's Puerto Rican game. That if, you know, you made it looking to him for what? You saw how pissed Johnny Tran got when it happened in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, he got mad at Dominic, even though that was Brian that did all that. Oh, yeah. And, and, look, what, and look what that caused. People Ooh. got shot because people got shot because of that. That caused a, caused a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Jesse, they called Jesse dying, Johnny dying, and Dom had to leave the damn country. That's what that caused. So, yes, yeah, so no, Bishop was way out of pocket mm-hmm. with this. Way out of pocket. So they finally escaped, and they're like that. Rodimus finds out because Rodimus runs up on him again. And it's like, I heard you, you know, I heard you to the cop, to the, you know, home to the cop to kill Quillis. I knew that shit. And he lied about it. No, I ain't tell him that. I'm going to talk about. <laughs> now, the cops told me that you said, and he's like, I ain't said. And then he sees uh, Q and uh, Steel thinking, oh, they're going to save me because he kind of smirked. Uh-huh. And Q yeah. was like, nah, fuck him. And just walked away. <laughs> mm-hmm. you think, he's like, and they're like, you think he saw us? You think he saw us? I'm like, yeah. I mean, nah, ain't, we ain't crew no more. You shot the homie. You threatened to shoot us multiple Damn. times. No. Still, you think you your- still, you think he saw us? Yeah. <laughs> he letting them know, yeah, he saw us. What do you think he gonna do? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Guess we're gonna find out. So cops show up again. They run it from the cops. And like we think we lost him. Shoots right of his twice. See? Bishop got the gun now, so it's like doom. It ain't like I ain't running from nobody. I got the BFG. Yeah, I mean it's just weird because they almost made it like Bishop was the only one running around with a piece. He probably think about it. They ain't that type of game. Yeah, you yeah, and that's and yeah. that makes me think again. Yeah, I think these kids. I think they were supposed to be like kids and like seventeen. They mm-hmm. knew a little about the you know, but they didn't know a lot, and they won't. They weren't yeah. as tough as they portrayed themselves. Yeah, this ain't this ain't the Crips. <laughs> This ain't the crew. This ain't the crew. Nah, this ain't Nas and Jay Z. Uh, he rapped about they was doing it in 16, 17. You know, yeah. Peruvian's trying to Peruvian's trying to do me in. This is like high school stuff. Yeah. So, and also keep in mind by this point, Bishop ain't just doing something to do it. He's like his whole plot is, yeah, I can't trust my friends no more. I'm gonna have you take the fall. Right. <laughs> Mm, I'm gonna start plotting because this whole thing, yeah, and it's just you know, yeah, Q shot Quillis, 
Chief shot Raheem. Chief shot Rodimaz. And no Q else going to shoot. He's going to shoot still. Okay, yeah, he's, he's, tell, he's telling uh, Samuel L. Jackson all this. And Samuel L. Jackson is looking at him like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, I don't trust you, but I'm listening to you. Yeah, because yeah, Samuel L. Jackson comes in later to be like a peacemaker because he's hearing myself about your world on the street said you shot all these people. He's like, nah, I ain't shoot. He tried to frame me. Like, all right, well, you know, you give him a message. Yeah, some I'll be there, you know, later on. It's like, yeah, give me three dollars. Cause like, oh, you know, cause the whole speech is like, you know, you know me. I ain't no killer. Like, I know a lot of young people that became killers. I mean, that's some, that was the realest shit in the movie right there. Yeah, like, what that got to do? Yeah, I knew you when you were young. Young people don't stay young forever. People grow up. So, while cute, while Bishop was busy plotting, because he rolled up on steel, talking about, you know. <laughs> first, <laughs> first, let's talk about how he rolled up on him. This motherfucker was hiding behind something. It's like a fucking jack-in-the-box. It's like, hey there. It's scared I mean, shit. that was his thing because before they was in school and Q messed with the locker, and that's the gift you always see when you put in juice. He messed the locker, locker, he closed the locker. Who there standing there? How good? Oh, how, how am I so disrespectful? And this might be the opening of the show. How good was that scene? Seems how, perfect. That, I mean, he took it's like he, a horror movie scene. He told you, okay, you know what? I was tripping. But you know what? You are right. And to tell another man, you ain't shit. <laughs> I'm not shit. And you less of a man than me. So when I decide it is over, pow. What the fuck? And you, and you believe that shit because that shit just oozed out yeah. on Tupac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Q like, yeah, whatever. Like, he realizes it, but he's still like, taking it. Like, he brushing it off kind of to a certain point. Like, that's the whole thing. Q knows Bishop's dangerous, but Q ain't afraid of Bishop. Because he's still, he, he's not afraid of him because he knows him. That's different yeah. like when your best friend knows you. It still mm-hmm. works different. He He's aware, but he's just like, man, fuck you. Yeah, so, and Bishop, but Q's not a dummy either because he's trying to get a gun <laughs> from you know, somebody that knows his mama, like, oh, you such and such, you know, how much I, sweets. <laughs> Well, what you here for? You know, you just don't be looking at me like, you know, I heard you got some procurement. You can help me something. And like, what you got? $25. How much? Yeah, like $25. Yeah. Can't even get like a, a slingshot. slingshot. Damn, baby, you can't get a slingshot with that. But like, you such a sus boy. What's All right. Oh, Lorraine Powell. Are you Lorraine Powell, son? He was scared, too. He said, yes. <laughs> Dropped the whole mama first name and last name. They know each other from church. That's how I said the whole church crew keep in touch. Like, all right, I get you to hook up. But he get the gun. But like a dummy, he throw the gun away. <laughs> oh boy! Because he don't want to go down. I know why. He don't want to go down that path. So it's like he don't want to become. He doesn't want to become bishop. And it was like a fit of rage and anger when he got it. But still, don't throw the gun away. So and they and then because bishop found out he had the gun. He's like, I heard you bought a gun from Sweets. We ain't gonna I talk ain't about how the fuck he was a sleeper agent, too. That motherfucker was just hiding behind in the shadows, like fucking Metal Gear. Hey, that's, yeah, look, leave Bishop Ocelot alone. Because <laughs> um, Samuel Jackson's sitting, like, you know, basically meet me at this place right here at this time and everything like that. So, and this is after, because we talked about how Bishop threatened Steele. He just threatened him, he shot him. 
But you know, that scene almost almost felt like he wasn't going to shoot him. Because he was like, you see, that's what it's all about. You see how scared you are right now? And then, you know, still popped off at the mouth. And then that's when he shot him. But it, he almost made you feel I like he wasn't. Sh- I didn't want to shoot him by shot by accident. As you're saying, he shot no, him. Not, shoot him. No, what I'm saying is the way he approached it at first. Because he was like, you see that right here? He was showing him what power was. Like, this is me having this gun uh, right now is power. And then was still was like, man, don't you get tired of this shit? What the fuck you want from me? <laughs> Nothing. And then he just shot him. It, it just made it feel like he wasn't going to shoot him. But, you know, whatever. I think the whole plot was to shoot him, kill him. Because everything was to put the stuff was on. Because his whole plan was, I'm going to frame Q and I'm going to be all right. Yeah, the hood going to know, but they ain't going to mess with me. I'll be out of jail. Like, they all dead. Q goes to jail for the rest of it. I'm fine. I mean, you're right, because he did, when he, you, you're right, because when he did bring uh, Steel down, and he said, I, he said, I really wanted all this to work out. So, yeah, you're you right. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I ain't shoot, you know, I ain't shoot Quillis. I ain't shoot Rodimus. I ain't shoot Raheem. I ain't shoot you. She did. And somehow, just like Beans, he didn't shoot the kill. He shot the wound, because he survives. And Yolanda's there at the hospital. It's like, oh, you know, Bishop shot me. He shot all of them. <laughs> he shot Frank Q. Tell it on everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now we got the final showdown. And it's like, you know, I heard you got a gun. I ain't got the gun anymore. We ain't got to do this, blah, blah, blah. Bishop tells his master plan. Basically, I'm going to frame you for all of it. And I'm going to be fine. And then they start, they scuffle. Yeah, they start running. And I always get mad at this part. Nobody ever, everybody, everybody run like DK Metcalf. Zigzag. <laughs> Dodge. Yeah, everybody run a straight line. Like you running from a damn lion. <laughs> yeah, take that one in the wing. Got him right in the arm. Bow. Nobody ever duck and dodge. Nobody roll. Like you just run it straight. Somebody that can't shoot don't got to aim. Most people can't aim. Run low at least. Make yeah. them make them aim. This this got no flight of fright. But I'm like, if somebody chase me with a gun, I'll make them work. I'm zig. I'm doing a spin move, rolling, all that shit. I'm like super dodgeball. Like yeah. I ain't just gonna run straight. Especially if they you do, got like a old sick. You no, know, if they ain't got no yeah. Uzi, you better be running zigzagging. Yeah. You run straight when you run it from a person, not when it's from a bullet that moves faster than you do. So <laughs> anyway, they, he gets Wayne in the arm. They get in the, um, he makes it to the elevator. Bishop makes it to the elevator. They eyeballing each other. And Q's like, what you want to shoot me in the elevator? Yes! Hey, Q. He's going to try to shoot you in the damn elevator. This fool is crazy, but hey, at least, hey, but you know you had some real ones in there because they all jumped them. Everybody on that elevator jumped. Bitch. Yeah, because they ain't getting shot. It's Harlem. <laughs> oh, shit. They, he lost that gun. It was a wrap. So and then they finally get in the fight, and this is the dirty thing: Bishop has no hands at all. Q is beating the shit out of him easy. After A got shot in the arm. So again, this goes back to now. I know now. You know now. I know why he had his little crew around him because probably they could fight. I, mean, I don't know about Steel, but Raheem and uh, uh, Q could fight. He surely can't. Oof. And he can't fight, and then he get one, he get one shot in, and then we pick up a pole, like a 
a piece of wood hitting him in the arm. Like, you gotta fight dirty. Ray Mysterio. Like, like, yeah, like a double dragon shit. They fighting dirty. Still don't open. And then Q still overcome that. Hit him some more hands. They go to the roof. And then also, bitch, like, Q don't let me go. What? You trying to shoot? You shot his friends? You trying to shoot him? Now it's like, don't let me go. He's like, I got you. Q don't let me go. Doom. So, you know that scene played differently um, when they first did it, right? They first, they mm-hmm. wanted to end the movie where as if Bishop was holding on to Q and he let go because he wanted to go out like your man did and um, on his own, like on his own terms, like your man did in that movie they watched. But they said, test the audience. <laughs> it was like, no. So they went and changed it. For yeah, and it's funny where... If it's one movie with some gangster movie talking about oh when um they get arrested he get like he about to have the go to death chamber like the gas chamber electric chair and at first he's gonna be all defined and stuff like that and they like you know no be a coward because the kids are looking up to you and if you go out that way it might you know dissuade you from crime from them from crime because they didn't want him like finally footsteps so he actually does it for some reason he's like oh I want to die he's like that and the kid's looking at him disgusting like alright he a punk after all I forgot the name of the movie mm. it's like a James Cagney movie it, it might be that movie or if it's not that it's a different one it's a James Cagney movie I definitely remember that because I remember that scene so yeah so that happens he falls because like yeah at the end of the day he still wanted to live because mm-hmm. he wants because you know and then Bishop's walking away. I mean, she's my bishop ain't walking nowhere. Bishop on the ground. Keep walking away, and they all stand around them. They're like, "You got the juice now." He's like, and he dumb. just looks like dummies. Just shakes, just shakes his head, just walks away. It's like, as far as they know, that's how they would think. So, I can, I can get that. But it's like they walk away, and the movie ends. Yeah, uh, the younger version of me hated the ending until I got older. That's when I, I think I appreciated the ending more because, like, it was kind of like. I, I think at that time at my age, I was looking for what the what, what's the ending, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, you know, okay. you know who's one of produce, you know who's one of producers this movie? Who? Neil Moritz. You know why the name's familiar? Mm, yeah, please tell me because I feel like I should. Know. Fast and Furious franchise. Oh boy. Shit. Yeah, that that Neil Moritz. He might have had an idea for a sequel. Bishop lives. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I think the movie uh this movie I don't know it's still one of it's just I just I just love the movie like it's a quick watch um it can take me back to that time especially being that age and you know the friends that you had around that time and you can relate to certain things that's going on around it well I may not have been like New York wherever you may have lived at it's something that you can relate to in the movie. Maybe not all the <clears throat> violence and stuff, but just the friendships, I think, more than anything. <sighs> yeah. I, my thing is with this movie, it's kind of like, it's something I watched. I was like, yeah, if you ask me, I was just like, yeah, it's cool. I never like loved it like that. You know, it's like movie like we all announced that we watched. I got the story behind it. You know, you know, I got the meaning behind it. The whole thing is like, you know, you're chasing something that's really something you shouldn't be chasing, like the whole respect and clout thing. And that was the whole thing. It's like, you know, Bishop just want to respect. 
but he was going by all the wrong places. Yeah. And he just dragged that mouse down with him because they didn't, they weren't strong enough to stop him from that path. Because like some people just like you know, they just self destructive and they don't mean to be. They just star and. Although it's like, yeah, she was on one path, the rest of them was doing other stuff. I'm still feeling the way that, you know, he dated this grown ass woman. <laughs> and everyone seemed to be cool with it. I don't understand why that's, that's bothering you, especially, all right. First, especially being a movie was made in 92. Um, especially when Come you know, on now. I mean, because it's like, if the roles were reversed, it would be a problem. Plays off icky. This movie plays off icky. It does. It does, but that's the whole thing. That's the that was the the ultimate dream as being a seventeen or eighteen year old. Or oh, I'm dating, or oh, I'm I'm having sex with this older woman. I, I mean, I get that's his dream. Why is she doing it? It's never said. All I can think about is she wanted some young. She wanted some young, <laughs> some young meat. I don't know. Get some legal shit. But anyway, yeah, that's we did this movie because wanted to do the movie. I was like. No, I was never enamored with Juice, but it's fine. It's, it's like about an hour and a half. It's on Amazon Prime, and I've learned some things. And it's funny how people' careers, how a lot of these people' careers started. Like you know, Tupac continued doing his thing until he passed away. It's like Omar F started. Khalil Kane did this, and then Love Jones. He's on. Girl, I forgot he was on Girlfriends. Oh <laughs> my goodness, he was in yeah, Love he, Jones. I forgot he was yes. the boyfriend, the first boyfriend. And guess who you replaced on Girlfriends? Who? Flex Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> Flex Alexander was doing on his own because he went to do it one on one with Kyla Pratt. Yeah, I forgot all about that show. <sighs> That's when everybody had a damn show. Yeah. Um. Well, wow, Color Press, thirty three. Damn, we old. Time is flying. Uh, I really didn't uh, know how you felt about the movie, but I'm glad that I know, and I'm glad that you were able to do the movie because you know. Yeah, like, it wasn't. It was like it was one of those things where you know you watch and you acknowledge you watch them, and it's just I've always been like indifferent towards you. So, like I watched it. Like I'm gonna tell you some things. Loving basketball, I never watched from beginning to end. I hate that movie. Love Jones. I've never watched from beginning to end. I've seen it at all. I've heard about those. It's like one of those black movies. Like everyone's seen it once or twice. I've never watched them. I, I've, you know, Love and Basketball. I've have watched issues. Bits, I watched bits and maybe one day I'll watch Love and Basketball. Bits and pieces I watched of Love Jones, but I've never watched because it's kind of like I just it didn't catch my eye like that. The energy, like, and some of them, like you know, Jason's lyric. No, no, I've watched that no. once, and, and it's and, and the three people that have asked for us to do that movie, it, I, that movie's just too depressing. I'm sorry. Ease by you. I watched that twice. No, that's just like it's you know, no, it's just certain. I'm like you know, even like um South Central. No, <laughs> that is, <clears throat> and that's what I'm saying. I might have to open up one of them accounts because y'all might have to come up with some money or something. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, yo, 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 do one eight seven? Hell no! Like no, something up, like it gotta be some type of enjoyment and some type of fun. So you had your pick. So I'm picking next week. 
And, and I was thinking, which I'm picking, we doing the best man. The best man. Do I have that? Uh, Jesus, I don't have that. No, yes, you, I do. You, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You, you can get it. It's like, yeah, and like, you know, only because one, I want to mix it up with a comedy because we've done like action or like drama the first few. So I want to liven it up. And I picked the best man because it's like a lot of them to choose from, you know, but like wait to exhale. Nah. Um, soul food I thought about. But I want the best, yeah. <laughs> I wanted the best man because one, the best man is one that like everyone's seen. Best man got a sequel where people uh, did you see a sequel? Yeah, I saw it. Were people crying in your theater? Mm, yes. They were crying, yeah, they were crying in mine. Cause and I'm waiting for the third one. I I'm I'm assuming they're gonna do a third one though. That was the last this, word I heard. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's funny to seeing, like, one, all the people that's in that movie and how their careers just going, like, different directions. And two, we realize how much of a piece of garbage Tate Diggs is. Tate Diggs is trash in that movie. Yes. He sleeps with his his homie's girl because she wanted revenge. And then he tried to knock down Neil Long the day before his fiance come to town for the wedding, and then write a book about it, and then try to change stuff around while he and he busy looking down at Terrence Howard the whole time. But you know what my biggest problem with that movie was that he decided to write that book, and him knowing how close knit those friends are, they wouldn't read through the bullshit and say, "Oh, this is supposed to be so and so. This is supposed to be so and so." Like you had that arrogance, much, yeah, arrogance to do some shit like this. They pointed it out, and it's like, no, more chestnut was justified in dropping him out the damn window. Yeah, yeah. And he, he yeah. Uh, maybe not killed him, but he deserved that ass whooping. Yeah, so it's just, and it's funny where no, that's the one I was thinking about. That's the one we doing because it's like one, it's a funny movie, and it's just like the breakdown, like different type of black people because it's like bougie black folks. Because one is kind of like it's a movie where all they're all successful. In a different field, some like you know, Morris Chestnut's basically what Tiki Barber. Mm-hmm. At that point, like you know, and one's a writer, and you know the funniest thing, Terrence Howard's like the one like hustling from job to job. They looking down at him like you need to focus on his career, and in the second one, he rich. He was. I, I it's been a while since I've seen the second one. He because he's the one that loaned Tate Day's money. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he like a reality producer. Like yeah, the second one, like Terrence Howard is like rich. Like he's successful now. Like you know, like he's gonna come up because he doesn't oh, the money. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he, I forgot. Tay Diggs had said something to him, and he kind of like side out of him. Like yo, I was, yeah, I was like, I got, like I got, I got you, nigga. And then laughed about it. Like I've been waiting, almost like I've been waiting fifteen years for this po- this point. Because Tay Diggs got money. Because they got money problems in the second one. Because like you know. She pregnant, so she can't work, and his books ain't selling. Yeah, um, yeah. that should be interesting to go back. I haven't seen The Best Man in a long time. Yeah, and <laughs> Regina King is this. this <laughs> no, is it no Regina? Is it no Regina Hall? Yeah, Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Oh my goodness! That's the yeah, candy. Boy, boy. Yeah, I remember that. Scene. Yes, everyone remembers that scene. How Harold Perrineau didn't stand a chance, and poor Shelby, <laughs> and neither did Shelby. Monica D'Souza, that, and it's funny where 
who are you the type of partner you have so it's funny where they had like a type of woman for like each type of person because each woman had their own type of personality and i've known almost all those type of women before i went to school with them i went to school with plenty of shelby's shelby's a damn aka to the t <laughs> and this is the start of sanaa lathan playing the side girl because you notice in this movie, she's like the girl on the side that's like separate from everything. And then she comes in all later. And yeah. then the wood and in the wood, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like she's the grown up version of Kelly Williams. How? Because they look nothing alike. Yeah, I always took issue with that. I was like, what? You couldn't find anybody else. But I think they were dating her and old boy were dating around that time. So yeah. And it's kind of. And, yeah. So, and it's funny where. When that movie was out, I want to say Morris Chestnut and Neil Long and like Tay Diggs had the biggest careers. And by the time the sequel came out, Morris Chestnut was in the same place, but Sanaa Lathan and Terrence Howard had the biggest careers. You know, the Tay Diggs thing, I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to dive into just his filmography for a minute. He was not threatening. It's like he was the black person you got when you didn't want Omar Epps Makai Pfeiffer. He was non threatening, but he was also uh like I I like I love brown sugar, but I love brown sugar for the wrong reason because I don't think he fit I don't think he should have been the one in that role. Like it should have been somebody else. Like it was something to it. He just came off corny. Yeah, brown I was thinking about brown sugar too. And it's funny where how that movie plays out. Cause like once most Dev most Dev getting there, it's like okay, most Dev is cool, but this guy's corny. Mm-hmm. But and most Dev is the highlight that. So, and yeah, it's it's a lot of it's so many like I'm glad they started making them again, but they don't make them like they used to. Cause you said you had a whole lot, you know, the Wood, the Brothers, um, either like ensemble stuff or you know. Or like love stuff like that. Yeah, the um DL Hughley, Morris Chestnut, Shamar Moore. Oh yeah, the one with the uh, the uh, DL Hughley wife wasn't uh, giving him a head. Yeah, so, yeah and okay. Gabriel Union was dating, was dated Morris Chestnut dad before he dated him and didn't tell her. I mean, didn't tell him. Yeah, okay, I bet, yeah, I remember it. Because Clifton Powell Cuddy himself. <laughs> We we have yet to do a movie with Cuddy, and I'm surprised because he's been damn near every Mister. He's been damn near everything. I don't know. I don't know what. You know, we, I'm sure we'll get to a movie eventually with him. That, probably when we do Dead Presidents. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because yeah, I was like, that'd be the, that'd be the first one. Because that'll I'm sure that'll come up. Because you know, if someone doesn't pick that, then one of us will. But no, he's been a lot of stuff, and it's funny when he popped up in Black Lightning. <laughs> or if we if 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 we, ever, if we do Dead Presidents first or we do next Friday first yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying to wait I'm trying to like avoid the Friday movies for a while so I don't want to do Friday but if I want to do a Friday I'll do next Friday like I say if it's a popular one I'd rather do the the less popular sequel you sure that ain't Friday after next hey, Friday Friday after next is the one that everyone's seen on BET yeah, but see, I always feel like that's the. I felt like the next Friday somehow, after years of being released, it caught like a cult following. Oh, next Friday, 
did very well. I think more people saw next Friday than Friday after next. I think more people probably saw next Friday than Friday in a movie theater. Solely off of Friday. Like, I didn't see Friday in a the movie theater. I saw next Friday in a the movie theater solely off of Friday. I remember seeing them all, so... It's yeah. kind of starting to get, you know, muddled. With, 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 I know, I, I thought to me when I went to go see Friday after next, I remember I was like, "Damn, ain't a lot of people here to see this." I do remember. Yeah, because yeah, because it was like people were mad, you know, no Chris Tucker. <laughs> they were holding, and they, they didn't realize it at first with like next Friday because Mike X was funny, and yeah, I remember Friday after next. I did not look for. I wasn't like hyped to see that. I don't know why. It was just kind of like, uh, whatever. I end up seeing it later, like on TV. Oh yeah, okay. Like I said, you know, uh, like I said, we got one that came in this week—a request for <laughs> how to be a player—and I'm just like, I've never seen this before. I know it's a Bill Bellamy movie, but I just never seen. I've never watched yeah. it before. Man, it's like it's a produced by Spike Lee, and it's a deep cast: Malcolm D. Lee. What a career! Oh. So that's why he's Spike Lee cousin. That makes sense. I'm like, this well, is what Mike Lee. This is my, before we wrap it up. The director of Best Man. This is all stuff he's directed. Malcolm D. Lee, who's Spike Lee's cousin. So the Best Man, mm-hmm. Undercover Brother, Roll Bounce, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, Soul Man, Scary Movie Five, Best Man Holiday, Girls Trip, and Night School. That man has had a career. Yeah, he ain't he ain't got a lot of uh L's there. He's directing Space Jam too. Oh yeah, he 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 making checks. And he and he directed Barbershop, the most recent one. The third one. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He's uh, oh, he's he's consistent. He's been hit. Yeah. Yeah, he is consistent. No matter how I feel about uh Barbershop Three, <laughs> I actually like Barbershop Three. It was I fine. I just you know, it was fine. It, I just, the energy, the energy was definitely different. I'll say that. Yeah, and it's and I will say this: whenever Nicki Minaj popped on the screen, I always got worried I was going to get in trouble because I saw it in a movie theater, and <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, yeah. You about to get it's just different because it's like different because. Because basically, you know, you're replacing Michael Ely with Common. Yeah, that's all you pretty much did. And the energy, and then the energy is, just, and it just came out so much later than the other ones. Yeah, because it was almost like, uh, should we bring Bob this Shop, out now? Barbershop Two came out 2004. And when did Barbershop so One? Oh. Barbershop One came out 2002. Uh, 2002. Yeah. So we talking about. Twelve years later from the second one in sixteen and yeah, so yeah, those people moved past, they got over it or whatever. It's funny, like you know, um, in like ninety one, ninety two percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow, Barbershop Shop Three, yeah, and then, yeah, the whole thing because they were talking about gun violence and voting and stuff. Like it was that was the whole like you know we cutting hair for free to promote activism for gun, and that's Tiger out there being a goon. Oh. Yeah, that's so uh, You know what that's Tiger menacing the streets with his young ass. Oh boy, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so well, I have to get ready for work because I am 
Um, yeah, I need to get ready for work. Yeah, uh, you've been a busy man, and I appreciate you. Uh, but anyway, we will get out of here. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff vs. The World on Twitter and Facebook. Questions, comments, or you want to leave a movie request, you can leave them at Jeff vs. The World at Yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to follow Shahid, you know what it is Philly's under, underscore drug. Philly underscore drugs, both on Instagram and Twitter. I'm always there. And we are out.